beginning thing, I guess. Nah. Real quick, real quick, real quick, with Mike Swig. Real quick, real quick, real quick with Mike Swig podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Real Quick Mike Swig podcast. This is number 19. Woo. One podcast away from number 20, finally, already. Right you are, Michael. And since you're so good with dates, how, how, how long have we been doing this? July of tw- Since July, July 23rd. 23rd. So we're 10 days shy, roughly. Of seven eight, months. Yeah. Seven or eight? Seven. Seven. Seven months. It's Not early bad. in the morning. 1.2 million views already, buddy. Bring it in. 1.1 million. One, almost. Well, at the end of this. When they watch it, it'll be at 1.2. But, but this episode is going to be so good, it's going to bring us up 100,000 views. I think so. I think so. And obviously, well, we have a guest today, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, we do. And it's a uh, superstar in the sport. Obviously, you know already, Frank Yeager. He's joining us via Skype, not by phone, by Skype. We're going to see him. And what a savage, man. Like, dude, yeah. he took a fight with a tough fucking dude with not even a fucking question. And he's ranked number two, Ortega's number three. Yeah. What's the upside if Edgar wins, you know? A fight. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I'm dead serious. Respect. I mean, like, you know, depending on how well he beats uh, Ortega, he can gain respect by beating Ortega pretty bad if he, if he dominates him. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't increase his ranking. It doesn't put him any closer to a title fight. He's already there anyway. Um, and he's taking a big risk because Ortega, I mean, he hasn't lost. Yeah. What was he? Uh, 13, 13 and 0 yeah. and 1. He 13 and 0. And one of the sa- most savage ground guys in the sport. I mean, you don't hear about him a lot, but dude, this kid, he's savage, bro. It'll his, be entertaining. His ground game, when this he gets fight. your neck, it's just like, it's it's unbelievable, man. This dude is absolutely savage on the ground. And you got Frankie with his takedowns. You know, you have to assume Frankie's going to take him down at some point. Um, not at some point. He's t- definitely going to take him down. Um, he's going to have to avoid those submissions. But Frankie's so smart, man. He's so smart and he's so good. Obviously, he's a favorite. You yeah. know, he, he he's he's the most well-rounded fighter and the most experienced fighter. Um, he's the odds favorite, obviously. But I'm super curious about what his game plan is going to this fight. We're not probably going to... I'm going to ask him, sort of. I'm not, I'm not going to ask for his specific game plan. 20 bucks is he ain't going to tell you shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm very curious to watch his fight. Like, I'm so excited about this fight for the specific reason of I want to see his game plan. Because, yeah, I mean, you got to have a special game plan for this guy. This is a guy who's fearless. He's not afraid to throw a punch and get punched and walk through punches. Uh, his ground game's great. He's, he's just tough, man. I think it'll definitely be the most entertaining fight on that card. Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. What's her name? Cyborg's going to knock this chick out in the first round. I mean, I, fun fact about that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, don't, I honestly don't know the name of this girl that she's fighting. It's like Kutsunyena. But the girl who, like a girl who's training at AK Thailand just uh, a couple weeks ago, Zyra. Has oh, been, the Russian. Yeah, she's been training with Anastasia and uh, and Justina, training at AK for. She was there for like a month or at so, least. maybe more, maybe yeah. two months. She beat this girl, so she she already beat this girl who's fighting Cyborg. And, but and it's Cyborg. That's what you know. Yeah, so Cyborg's gonna sell it, yeah. but I don't know much about this other girl, to be honest with you, dude. I really so, I, I, in my opinion, I'm, I'm just being honest here. The main event of this fight's Frank Yeager and, and yeah, exactly. Ortega. I mean, that's just it's the main event for me. Uh, I, I always want to watch a, a Cyborg fight. It's gonna be a, a good fight, but I just don't see any kind of like intrigue in this fight. Maybe, maybe I haven't researched it enough. Watch it be a fight tonight. Probably. Worse. We're going to get flamed because they're yeah. like, oh, you just don't like women's MMA. Oh, we do. Oh, Holly Holm. We do. I teared up. We do. I just don't know lost. enough about her opponent. And uh, I think there could be a better matchup for Cyborg. And that, again, is me saying that, again, not knowing much about her opponent. So if I'm underestimating her, so be it. But if Zyra beat her, I mean, Zyra is a tough girl, but she's not in the UFC. I mean, she's not a high-level fighter as far as, like, uh, promotion-wise. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, compared to, to Cyborg, I think it's going to be a very one-sided fight, in yeah. my opinion. That's why, like I said, I look forward to the, the Edgar but fight. But that's what people want to see. Yeah. People want to see someone get smashed up and, and, and mauled, and and that's probably what's going to happen. And, yeah. and if it doesn't, I, I hats off to this girl. And then I know sort of her name. I just don't want to mess it up. Yeah, I, I can mess it up. I think it's a Kutsunyena. 
Kutskek Knight. She's yeah. Russian. The Russian girl. We'll call her that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure she's a nice she's person. Russian. Not dogging her. Just don't know much about her. You know. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll we'll get started with this. Um. So we need to announce a winner yes. for the last podcast. So we didn't announce a winner for the um. Was Neo? Well, the the Luke Rockhold one. We're the winner of the Luke Rockhold one. We're supposed to announce on Noah's. Neo. Neo. I can, fuck. Why can't I keep? He saying doesn't have name? an arc. Oh. Neo. Well, all right. No odd, but no odd. If you're not going to say the odd, and I love Neo too. I it's odd when it. you don't say we had the a good odd time part because you just say Noah, and then you seem to say, <sighs> moving on. Okay, so oh, what's the it, girl's name that's fighting cyborg? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm a Russian girl. All right. So anyway, um, we'll announce a winner for the last podcast we did, which which was uh, well, yeah. it was Neo. Okay, so see, I'm confused now because we did the recap show, and I'm assuming that was a podcast, which it wasn't. It was just a recap show. That's why I'm confused. So you're yeah. right about the Luke yeah. Rockhold into Neo into now. So, I'm always right. So we'll make sure that the, the winner is on the uh, the YouTube page for Rockhold. So check it out. We're going to announce the winner on there if, if we haven't already. Um, but we'll go and announce uh, the winner for the Neo podcast. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the reason I picked 40-ounce Daffy. 40-ounce <laughs> Daffy. I didn't name him. All right. But uh, he apparently watches a lot of these because he goes into depth a little bit. He goes, awesome podcast, Neo. Oh, he didn't say Noah? That's weird. He said no ad, actually, but okay. I, for your sake. So anyway, he did add the ad. It's one of my favorite fighters and a great guy. I love the old AK and Team Shamrock stories. So you know he's been nice. listening this whole time. Reminds me of the old days. I will, and he's going to come to AK uh, 100% in the future, he says. Keep the podcast going, guys. Mark's better looking than Mike. So, Re- so, so that no, was the last there. part. The last part. That, that's no, I read that wrong. Oh, okay. it, it wasn't in there. But, uh, but he's coming. So 40-ounce uh, <laughs> Daffy. 40 ounce daffy. Since you're coming, man, you're you're the. We had one guy. See, the thing is, we're not trying to just give away free training to people that aren't coming. We're not. We're not looking at like, oh, this guy will never be here. We want you guys to show up. We want to bring you guys on the podcast, and and we want to see. My goal is to get somebody that wants to be here that has a goal that like wants to achieve something, and then we help them achieve it. And it all started with this podcast. That's my goal, and we're getting a lot of people coming to AK Thailand from this podcast. but I want to Just see somebody. Winners yet. I want to see somebody win. Well, couples came in. Yeah. But I want to see someone win the free training package, come in and actually accomplish something like get a Muay Thai fight for the first time, or lose weight for the first time, or not for the first time, but lose yeah. a certain amount of weight. Uh, and then we can bring them on and like tell their story. That'd be pretty fucking cool, be great. man. Great. So from a comment, you know. So forty ounce Daffy. I don't know your real name. If I'm even saying that right, I don't know. Dude, so forty ounce Daffy sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're if you're watching, is that a this, beer term? 40 ounce? What in a glove? So it's, it's got to be. That's a big glove. Dude. That's the one you, you do at like carnivals and stuff. <laughs> Good call, buddy. Glove. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's some kind Good of job, alcoholic dude. beverage. Good joke. Uh, um, I hit every once in a while. Right, can we just talk to Frankie? So anyway, uh, 40 ounce Daffy, if you're watching this, go on Facebook, message us, send a screenshot so we know who you are, and we will get back to you, send you a training package to AK Thailand, and you can come out to our gym. And speaking of AK Thailand, our sponsor, uh, we just launched our first official commercial. And who did we get to actually do mm. the commercial for us? Because I'm still blown away that uh, it's Dana White. Dana White. Dana White's the guy. So I mean, if you're gonna get someone to help you with the commercial and endorse your gym, mm. who better than that? That's incredible, man. And, and you know, he he's. Man, he's such a smart guy. He he had gyms before he got in the UFC, and so he had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good advice. You know, when he was here for eleven days, and uh, he helped out, and uh, he did this commercial, which we've been excited as hell to do. We made sure we did it right. So it took a while to get the commercial done because we wanted to do it right and, and make sure we it lived up to you know. We have Dana White it? doing it. We got to make sure. It was, Who'd you send it to? Uh, Steve Chole. So Steve Chole. Well, we got many people to film it. Uh, uh, JP Mastanza, we had uh, uh, James Spears, we had Mitch Vikas, Doug, Doug Rothwell, uh, and myself on the drone footage. I'm gonna take credit for that. All that beautiful drone footage. It's a minute-long commercial, and you gave me an eighth of a second of airtime. I appreciate that. Uh, anyway, dude, I didn't do it. Still hurts. So we, we we went through just hours of footage and videos and sent to all this. We sent all this stuff to this guy who's a two-time Emmy award-winning filmmaker. So we didn't we didn't take this lightly. Hollywood. This dude's Hollywood, man. I mean, two Emmys. He did an outstanding job. 
And he put this commercial together because I wanted to show Dana that if we're going to have him endorse this gym and be a part of this and give his opinion and like, you know, be a part of this commercial, we wanted to make sure that it was done right. So I thought he did an amazing job considering with what we gave him to work with, um, all the shots and everything, how he put it together, the music came out perfect. So uh, we're going to go ahead and let you see that really fast right now. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. The great Mike Swick. He's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. Telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Alright. Alright, so there you go, guys. That is the first and probably the best we're gonna do yeah. commercial for AKA Thailand. Um, as you can see. Everyone's been asking for a tour of the gym and what we have, what our facilities look like. There you go. That's that's what we got, and that's just the beginning. We're building, a, as you know, it's a basketball sitting on our table right now. We're building a half court. You like to say NBA regulation half court. Well, it is. It's not college three. It's not the trapezoid overseas shit. Yeah. It's legit American. So they're starting the actual pouring of the concrete today. Um, uh, for the basketball court, so that's going to be done soon. We're going to have a basketball court. We're going to have a recreation area. I just contacted this Russian company, actually, that does these crazy outdoor, like, CrossFit-type, like, it's just, like, this big metal, like, it's hard to explain, but, man, I just saw it on Sergey Baiduk's Instagram, and oh, yeah. I, I, I messaged him immediately, and I said, I want that in Thailand. How can we do this? And the company just contacted me back. But it's one of those things where it's, like, an all-in-one unit that you just put somewhere and it has everything i mean it's got like pull-ups monkey bars dip bars it's it's like just one thing you can put down and do every exercise imaginable and it's made for outdoors it's rugged and it's so i'm going to somehow get this thing and we're going to bring it in here and it's going to be that the basketball goal we're building a tower that's going to be 16 meters i know you want me to go 13 meters i'm optimistic and crazy so i'm going to go 16 meters it's going to be ocean view it's got a um it's got an area on top where you can actually see the ocean, the islands, the mountain, the gym. And then we're building another Muay Thai area, uh, strength and conditioning area, possibly CrossFit. Um, so what you see in this commercial, what you saw in the commercial just now is just the beginning. So, I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're going crazy. We're, we're doing a lot of additions. So anyway, we'll get started here. Uh, we got Frank Yeager coming on right now. And uh, I think that's what you guys are waiting on. So hopefully you guys didn't fast forward through all this, man. Cause it, <laughs> this is good shit. Man. This, this breaks our heart, dude. When like, yeah, we're so like, proud. Man, we fast or some guy comes on and he's like, Frank Yeager starts at ten minutes and thirty seconds. Click yeah. here. I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, bro. We're gonna That's, delete those. Yeah, I deleted one before because yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you no, gotta watch it. You watch it. You can you you can at least fast forward us. Move you know, make us move fast for like twenty <laughs> seconds or whatever. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, let's get on with Frank Yeager. Hey right, Frank Yeager, welcome to the podcast, brother. Ah, oh, thanks for having me, man. So uh, you're taking on quite a fight, man. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about the fight the whole time or whatever, but um, you're taking on a pretty tough opponent on short notice, and it seems like you just don't care who you fight. Like you tweeted out, literally, I'll fight anyone, any weight class, and you're fighting the number three ranked fighter, and it's a tough dude. He's undefeated. You're just savage, man. Like, what, what? What's your thought process on this? You know, man. I, I, uh, I haven't fought since May. I was supposed to get in there with Max in December. You know, I obviously got hurt. Then we come down to March. Now I, he gets hurt, and I just, I'm just itching to get in there. You know, time's ticking, man, and I can't get these days and months back. So I want to make sure I make the best of it. Um, you know, I, I'm a fighter, man. Fighters fight, and, and that's what I want to do. It seems like you've never, well, you've obviously, I, I wouldn't imagine you turned down a fight ever. And you're not much for, like, talking a bunch of trash either. You you just kind of, like, just go with the flow and fight. You've always kind of been that way. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. You know, uh, 
I, I, I think I never said no to, to Shelby or, or Selva before. You know, they, they give me an opponent. I say yes. You're my manager. He's like, who do you want to fight? I'm like, I don't care, man. Just tell me who I'm fighting. You know, uh, to me, if I, if I think I'm the best guy in the world and I could beat anybody, it, it shouldn't matter. And, you know, that's always been my approach. And not just because you're on the show and you're a guest or whatever, but obviously even the odds makers have you as the favorite. You know, obviously you're overall, I think, in my opinion, the better fighter. Um, the danger in this fight for me, looking in as far as your perspective going into this fight, is you're fighting an undefeated fighter, which at AK, we've always said undefeated fighters don't know how to lose. So what I mean by that is the mentality is he's never had to experience a loss and realize that that's okay and that you can get back from it. So they seem a bit more hungry and a bit more fearful of losing. Um, also, he's got a, a pretty sick uh, BJJ game, obviously. Um, ridiculous BJJ game. And he seems quite fearless and, and, and kind of a brawler. So uh, do you have a set strategy? And, and did it change drastically coming from Holloway to a guy like this? You know, not not too much, man. Uh, they kind of have the same body type. I think Holloway's a little bit longer, but, uh, you know, uh, Ortega's a rangy guy. And Holloway's no slaps on the ground, too. You know, his jiu-jitsu is, is, is pretty top-notch in, uh, in the featherweight division. And, uh, you know, he's more of MMA-based jiu-jitsu, where Ortega's a little more, you know, pure jiu-jitsu. But, um, you know, of course, there's little adjustments I had to make, uh, you know, uh, for, for Ortega as opposed to Holloway. But, you know, I, I, you know, I really worry about what I'm going to do more than anything. You know, obviously, there's some things that I'm – I'm making sure I don't make mistakes and, and, you know, put him in a position where he can excel. And, uh, but I'm going to, you know, go in there and just do my thing. Nice. And I want to get into, you haven't been asked too often about this um, recently from what I've seen, apparently uh, what's your training camp like, not specifically like game plan wise, but like, like in your camp, like, like what do you do as far as like, how many days do you spar? How hard do you spar? And do you do weights or is it like, like, like what is your overall training camp uh, like? Yeah, you know, I usually start about 10 weeks out, eight weeks out. You know, if it's a title fight, usually five-round fight, I'll do a 10 weeks out. Um, you know, but I'm in the gym always. You know, I don't really, you know, get out of the gym. I don't really get out of shape too often. So, uh, yeah, so usually during training, like getting ready for a fight, I'll spar three days a week, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. I try to throw a boxing sparring in at least one of those days, you know, get with a professional boxer, you know, move around with some of those guys. Uh, as far as weights goes, you know, I'll do weights in the beginning. And then, you know, once six weeks hits, I, I kind of stop the weights, just do more you know, circuit training, just uh, cardio, stuff like that, um, sprint work. But, um, yeah, you know, it's been working for me pretty good so far. I really haven't yeah. changed my, my training, you know, since I've been in UFC too <clears throat> much. Yeah, obviously. We've never been finished. So, yeah. I mean, you're doing something, yeah, right? No. Why change it, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, always, that's always good. <laughs> that's really good, especially going against a guy like this, you know. And so, uh, going back a little bit, or a long ways, actually, when you first got into MMA, you got in in 2005, correct? Yeah, I got in in 2005, had my uh, my first fight. Um, I fought, I fought like underground fight in the summer, and then had my first first pro fight, and I think uh, October of 2005. And when you say underground fight, like I noticed on your very first fight, there was one fight that was pro. Did you just meet this guy and like y'all have a brawl and the and and because I'm not on sure dog, it just has you and him, and that was it. That's the whole fight card. So it was like an amateur card, and yeah. then you two had the only pro fight kind of thing, or what? It was uh, it was an unsanctioned fight, actually, uh, my first fight ever. I don't even know if it's on my pro pro, pro record. Whoops. It was uh, it was in it was in New York, actually. Uh, you know, a long time ago, I went up into a, some boxing gym. I ended up being the, the main event, and uh, we we didn't have a weigh in. Uh, there was no there was no medical team there or anything, and uh, and we were just doing a fifteen minute round. That was it, just one fifteen minute round. You know, I got I got him out of there actually, uh, like I think in like two or three minutes. But I uh, I took a knee in, in the process, and I I broke my orbital bone actually. Jeez, yeah. Welcome to the old school, man. That's a, that's that's how it used to be, and then and I noticed on your second fight, your Uriah Hall was on that fight. So that was kind of interesting to, to note where he's came since then as well. But uh, I obviously didn't have any idea about Uriah Hall back in two thousand five. So that must have been one of his earlier fights as well. Yeah, he's a, he's originally a New York guy, and yeah. uh, you know he trained with Tiger Tiger Solmans and those guys. So uh, I think that's where he originated from. Now, your team getting ready for this fight, you train with uh, Eddie Alvarez, correct? And Edson Barboza? Yeah, I train with Eddie Alvarez, Edson Barboza, and Marlon Marias, uh, you know, my main training partners, uh, Frankie Perez, Corey, Corey Anderson, you know, they're also on the team, too. That's a team of savages, man. That... Yeah, we, uh, we get after it, man. You know, uh, I've been training with Eddie since, uh, since the beginning, probably 2007, when me and Eddie first started training together. You know, he bounced around a little bit. He went to Florida for a little bit, but now he's, he's with us full time. 
Cool. And then going just real quick, going back to that that 2005 fight, um, what got you into the sport of MMA? As far as like you transitioned from wrestling, you went into MMA. What were your expectations in MMA at that time? Seeing where the sport was, that's question one. Number two, did you ever expect it to be as big as it is now? Yeah, you know, I didn't know. Uh, you know, I got into MMA. It was actually watching you guys. You know, you uh, t- the tough show, uh, the first one came on my senior year of uh, of my college career, and um, you know, I'm watching these guys, you know, go at it, and uh, I seen you know Koscheck and some other wrestlers do well, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is something maybe I can get into. I think at that time there wasn't even a 55 pound division though, so I just really fought just to fight, just because I, you know, I wanted to continue, you know, competing, uh, you know, wrestling. Uh, you know, I had a pretty successful wrestling career, but you know, going on to the whole olympics i don't think uh, was a fit for me or you know i don't know if i was good enough to be honest with, honest with you so uh you know i want to still compete i'm like let me throw throw my hat in the ring and, and see, see what i can make out of it so yeah you went on to win some fights and then you got uh or you all you, you tried out for uh, ultimate fighter so you watch ultimate fighter that got you into the sport kind of because um, i think we were on ultimate fighter 2004 2005 yeah. same time frame um, and then you try it out and you didn't make it. So another two part question for you. Uh, first of all, why didn't you make the ultimate fighter? Uh, and number two, a month later, you got the call to fight Tyson Griffin, who I believe was eight. zero at the time, uh, another one of these super rising stars at the UFC at the time. And then you beat him. Did you make out better, uh, by fighting Tyson Griffin and, and beating him and going that route versus ultimate fighter? I think I did, you know, uh, when I tried out for the ultimate fighter, it was uh, season five. The first time they had the 55 pounders on, um, you know, I went down, I believe the trots were in Hollywood, Florida. So I went down there with a couple teammates of mine and, you know, I made the first cut, which was pads. And the second cut was, 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 was uh, you know, rolling. And then I went to the TV producers and I guess, you know, I'm, I'm a little quiet. I'm not, I'm not the most, uh, you know, brash dude. So, uh, I probably wasn't what they were looking for. And, uh, you know, I was disappointed because I thought I was going to make it. Once I made the first two cuts, I'm like, shit, I'm in, man. I'm getting you into the ultimate fighter. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it turns out I didn't make it. But um, I, a couple months later, I got the call to, to uh, you know, fill in to fight Tyson because I guess his opponent originally, uh, his original opponent got hurt. And, yeah, you know, it, it all worked out, obviously, you know, not, not looking back. But uh, I, I think that was probably a better route, you know. Um, I don't know how, you know, coaching the ultimate fighter, I've seen how rough it was for these guys, you know, being in the house for six weeks no phone no tv no books no nothing you know you guys experienced that so you know what it is yeah it's crazy like you must be the the like the most overlooked guy that ever tried out for fucking yeah. ultimate fighter like john pitch <laughs> like dude i can't think of anybody else. no but dude frank yeager i, no, mean, I know i know that even but... i mean champion and like man that's yeah, crazy that well looking back you. at it that you didn't make the ultimate fighter and you went on to be a champion you beat bj Penn three times you've yeah. done everything man you fought every fighter and it seems like you're, you know, with, with Yair Rodriguez, hopefully I said Yair, Yair right? Yeah. Uh, it seems like with fights like that and, and many in your past, you get put into a lot of these fights like this Ortega fight. These guys that are up and coming and like, you know, looked upon as savages and then you end up fighting them and you just beat them. I mean, you, you seem to beat them every time. Yeah, you know, uh, right now, uh, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm, I guess I'm the old guy, I guess, in the division, you know, it kind of happens when you just move along, been in it this long and. You know, everyone expects these young guys to come, you know, to throw me. But, uh, you know, I'm still here. I still feel I still feel young. You know, I, I still get after it. And like, like I said, my training camps are pretty much the same as they've always been. I feel like my energy level's there. My my, uh, my love for the sport's still there. So I can still get in there and mix it up with these young guys. You know, having young guys on the team like Marlon Edson. I mean, Edson's getting a little old, older, too. But, uh, you know, Marlon, some of these younger guys, they're, uh, you know, they definitely motivate me, too. Yeah, and I got to ask you uh... – I mean, you're getting older. First of all, I just got to ask you real quick, like, like, like how, you, how are you maintaining this level? It, 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 you're 36, right? 36, yeah. It seems like you're not lowering your level at all with age. Like, you, you just continue yeah, yeah. to fight just as good as ever. I, you know, I think, you know, my coach always told me, it's like, uh, you know, as far as boxers go, you know, when they get older, they start doing, stop doing little things. You know, whether it's in training or even in fights, like stop fainting as much, stop moving as much. And I think uh, I just kind of stay true to, you know, what I've learned from day one. And that's always just be a hard worker, always do the little things that, that, that make the big things happen. And, uh, and so far, it's worked out. Yeah, it's definitely worked out, man. And, like, I remember the, the whole battles back and forth with uh, BJ. Not back and forth, but when you had the, the back-to-back battles with BJ. When you first won the belt, um, you were overcome with, with, a, with a happiness and joy. I mean, you were on your knees. And, and it, it was an incredible moment when you won that belt from BJ. Uh, that first time um 
what is the difference if you win a belt now? Now, I know this isn't a title fight and we're looking ahead right now, but what is the difference of you winning a belt the second time now in your career versus that first time being that champion and making it finally to the top of the sport back then? You know, I think uh, since it's such a big gap, you know, I won it in 2010 and, you know, here we are, you know, eight years later and um, I was supposed to fight for the title, but, you know, it seems like it's going to be delayed a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it'll just show, it'll, it'll just prove to myself that this wasn't a waste, you know, these last eight years haven't been a waste and that I've been productive with my time and I never lost sight on my main goal and that's being the best, the best that I could be in the sport. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a great ride. That, that's all. And if I can get that title again, or when I get that title again, it'll just show me that that I that I did everything the right way. I think your positive attitude helps a lot, man. Even just talking to you right now, you're one of the guys I really wanted to have on the show. And like, you just don't care, man. You're just so positive about everything. I mean, you lost a title fight here. You're fighting a tough guy, and you don't seem to be at all disappointed with that. You seem so. You seem just so happy to get in there and fight, and, and then just keep moving on. Even though it's like you don't really rank higher after this fight. Um, it's just a fight and, and it seems like that's what you, that you've been quoted as saying, that's how you make your money and that's what you want to do. And, and it, it holds true, man. Your attitude is just amazing. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was pissed when, when I, when, uh, when I got hurt the first time and I obviously pissed when, uh, when Holloway got hurt the second time, but, uh, you know, you can't dwell on those things. I, I got to keep moving, man. And, uh, you're, you're right. You know, I, you know, I only get paid when I'm in the octagon and I need, I need to get, you know, I need to make some money. And, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't want to waste these months and days. It's, uh, I'll never get them back, and I don't want to sit down, you know, 10 years from now saying, man, I, I waited for a title fight and it never ended up coming. Because you never know when that title fight's coming. If uh, if Holloway ends up get, getting someone else or moving up or getting hurt again, so I might as well get in there and, you know, get some work in. Yeah, definitely. And I may have, I may have worded that incorrectly, but obviously you were upset when you, you don't get a title fight. But you just go on. I mean, you get upset, and, and, and you know, obviously it's a letdown, but you just move on. Some some fighters just can't move on, man. They just keep going on, and then every interview from that point on is just complaining and upset, and the world's against me. But you seem just so focused, man. I think I think that's a, a big reason why you have so much success. You're focused on fighting. You know what your job is, and you just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, in my career, my athletic career, I had a lot of ups and downs. You know, I've been disappointed a lot of times. You know. Uh, Second in the state, you know, missing all American match for in, in triple overtime, and you know, missing high school nationals in, in the finals, and you know, it's uh, I guess you kind of get used to to getting knocked down and building yourself back up, and you know, the more times you build yourself up, I think the stronger you get. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned obviously you you make your money fighting, um, and I know you're doing some stuff as a commentator on the side. What what is your end game? I mean, I mean, someone in your position right now, obviously you're, you're still going for the title. You're still trying to be the best in the world. You're 36 years old, so you have to assume, at least within a few years, uh, your fighting career might be over. You might retire and be an old man like me. Um, what What is your end game? Like, wh what do we see you doing in five years, in 10 years? Like, what, what would be your ideal job? Well, you know, I, I know, you know, there, there, and there has to be an end to this. So uh, I've been, you know, kind of setting myself up over the past couple of years. Um, you know, I own a UFC gym in, uh, in in New Jersey, here in Jersey, North Brunswick, New Jersey. Nice. I own a wrestling school with a couple of my buddies. I started my own uh, uh, supplement company, Iron Army. Uh, we just came out with, you know, a couple supplements uh, this past year. So, you know, I'm definitely trying to set myself for stuff like that. I do, uh, I do the uh, commentating for Brave uh, Fighting Championship, which is uh, a Middle East uh, promotion. And I do that from time to time, you know, in between fights. So, you know, I'm trying to set up for the future. You know, I have three kids and, you know, fighting's not going to last, you know, take care of them forever. That's good to hear, man. Okay. I didn't know about the, the other businesses, but that's nice, mm -hmm. man. I mean, you got to do something. And I think a lot of fighters don't realize that. When you start making money, I mean, you've obviously been there. You've made a lot of money and had a lot of success. I think a lot of fighters start feeling that, you know, that that, that money coming in and, and those opportunities. And you feel like it's going to last forever. And coming from myself when I was making better money and then that, that fighting ended, I took 910 days off at one point when I was injured and had some other things. It stops, man. It stops like that, like drastically. And I think that's something fighters don't realize. And I'm always trying to do what I can to help and explain just kind of like, you have to do what you're doing, man. You have to set something up that's going to be a residual income coming in because no matter how much you make or how much you made, it goes fast in today's economy. You know, you have to have something that's going to pay you every month. No, absolutely. You know, especially when you're fighting, you kind of make lump sums and, yeah. you know, uh, you make these lump sums. And then when someone tells you you're going to make a thousand bucks, you're like, oh, shit, a thousand bucks. But damn, a thousand bucks is still a lot of money, man. Yeah. 
you make a thousand bucks a bunch of times, it adds up, you know. So uh, you got to look for the future to make those make those transactions happen. Yeah, we had DC on here, and uh, you know he's a champ, obviously in and out of the ring. The guy's phenomenal, but he said the same thing, man. He's like, I don't pass up an appearance, man. He goes, I don't care what it is, where it is. He goes, I, I, I try to make every appearance for whatever whatever price they can pay. You know, he's like, money's money. And, and this is a guy at the same the same podcast. He was talking about having a million dollar check in the bank or in the in safe. The safe him, that he hadn't even cashed yet because he didn't feel like he <clears> should <throat> cash that check until all the stuff was settled. Like, because he just didn't feel it was right until, you know, John Jones got found guilty of, uh, you know, popping and all this kind of stuff. But, of stuff. but he's right, man. Money's money. And like, you know, it, it, it always adds up. So. It's crazy, man. It's good to see that you do have something, though, man, because you're a good dude, and like I love watching you fight. And I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm I'm really excited about this fight. Honestly, I'm really excited because like, you know, he's a warrior, but man, you're just you're just that whole other type of animal. I mean, you're so well rounded with your game. I'm I can't ask you because I, I know you're not gonna tell me your game plan, but I'm so curious exactly how you're gonna you're gonna take this fight because you're such an intellectual fighter. I know you have a game plan against Ortega. And I'm dying to know what it is. So I can't wait to see how you do it. Because we know what you can do. We know what he can do. Um, you're obviously not going to play into his strengths. So, I, man, I'm super excited to see how you how you fight this fight. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of have my game plan. I feel like it's the same. You know, obviously there's some things that, I, that I, I'm not going to share, you know, that my coaches uh, want me to do, want me to stay away from. But, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm going to throw a lot of punches. If there's a takedown for it you know i know he's a killer on the ground but you know i'm no slouch i'm, I'm a black belt myself and yeah. you know, i feel comfortable anywhere my, my coaches always have me prepared and um yeah i'm, I'm ready to let it all out and, and uh you know he's got to fight me I'm not, I'm not going there to fight him absolutely and and the, when you first said that you said you're going to throw a lot of and then it, it cut out for just a quick second punches yeah, yeah that's, what, punches, that's what i thought you said i just want to make sure <laughs> right perfect yeah, yeah. I, it cut out so i don't, I, I don't want to obviously um, you're, you're obviously your boxing is amazing, and, and you said you're BJJ. So you started out with Ricardo Almeida a, a long time ago, and that was a big, obviously, step into to MMA for you from wrestling. Yeah, that was huge for me. You know, my first uh, three or four fights in UFC, I wasn't with Ricardo. I believe my first three, I wasn't, and uh, that's when after that I went with Ricardo, and okay. you know that definitely rounded my game out. Huge, you know, a, a tremendously. Uh, he's he's a, he's a, he's definitely a student in the game. He's one of the most technical jiu-jitsu guys there are in the world, I believe. Yep. And his knowledge of the MMA is uh, you know is, is top notch. So, you know, between him and Mark Henry and, and all my training partners, I'm, I'm, I know I'm always 100% prepared. Okay, so I have to ask you before we leave the fighting talk real fast. Um, I have to ask your prediction on the fight. I mean, like without giving too much, where do you see this going? Like like, like what what type of fight do you see this this being? And and how do you see yourself winning? That you can say, yeah. as long as I don't give away your yeah, game plan. You know, I, I'll be honest. I, I see this fight touching everywhere. You know, I mean, he, he's going to come after me. He's going to throw punches. He's not afraid to throw. Um, and, uh, you know, I, he'll go for takedowns. And, and me, I can't help it. I, I'm a wrestler at heart. And if the takedown's there, I'm, I'm going to go for it. So, yeah. you know, there might be some hairy, hairy uh, situations in this fight because he is, uh, you know, so slick on the ground. But I'm going to be prepared for that. Awesome. And let me go back real, uh, real fast. I'm not going to go back, but uh, change the, the, the subject a little bit. You train with Edson Barboza, and he fought Habib, which is my teammate. And I'm just curious, what was his reaction after that fight? Because from training with Habib, um, I know how strong physically he is. I'm wondering, did Edson say anything about that? And then also, what are your thoughts on this fight coming up with uh, uh, Habib and uh, Ferguson? Yeah, you know, I spoke to Edson. Edson was saying how uh, how well Khabib was able to control his legs. You know, from when he got him down, he said he just it was like he was glued to his his, his upper thighs, and um, you know that was something that uh, I think he was a little thrown back from. And uh, you know, I, I've actually trained with Habib too. You know, we're managed by the same guy, so uh, you know, I'm friendly with him. And he's 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 a different animal, man. He's a beast, and I don't think many people are like him. You know, so uh, you know, Edson, uh, I got to say, he had a, he showed a lot of heart in that fight. Um, you know, he, he was getting hammered pretty good even in the first round. Somehow he made it to the third round. And even when he ended up on his feet in the third round, he was still looking for a way to win, throwing him wheel kicks and, you know, crazy stuff. But, you know, Khabib is, is he, like I said, he's just a different animal. And uh, I think, uh, you know, you'll see a lot of that same, you know, type of style against against Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson's a little more uh, well-rounded as far as the ground game goes, his wrestling, jiu-jitsu. But I just still think Khabib's going to, you know, negate all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, man. And then, like, it's crazy. I said this in, a, in an earlier podcast as well. But watching the Barboza fight, I mean, he's so good. 
and and it's very rare you watch a fight where a guy is getting beat sometimes 10-8 in a fight but you're sitting there telling you know, I'm sitting there saying how great Barboza's doing like there was never a point where I was watching that fight and thinking like man Barboza's sucking in this fight he's doing horribly like he did everything right I mean he was he was he was landing the kicks he even at, cl at a close distance when 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 Khabib was coming in he was still getting off that leg kick he was getting off the spinning heel kick and the, and the high kicks and I mean, he was doing everything right that he possibly could. It just wasn't enough, which is which is crazy, man. It's just crazy to to, to see a fight like that. You know, usually usually in a fight that, that that's that kind of one sided in certain rounds, the other fighter isn't doing what he's supposed to be doing. But I thought Barboza did a fantastic job, man. He's a tough opponent. Yeah, I thought he did. You know, he did everything he could. You just got to take your hat off to, to Khabib. You know, he's just he's just a, a, an animal and. You know, he brings a pressure that no one, no one really can match. And um, you know, I'm really interested to see that fight with Ferguson because I think, uh, I think he's gonna be able to do the same thing. You know, uh, to Ferguson. Ferguson may may have a little more tricks up his sleeve as far on uh, as far as groundwork goes, but I think uh, he's gonna be in for a surprise too once uh, Khabib gets on top of him. All right, and so what? What is your thoughts on uh, Connor versus Floyd when when they fought in the boxing match? Like, like what were your thoughts on that? And what do you think now? All this hype about uh, Floyd coming into the UFC. You think it's hype? I have a weird, scary feeling. Somehow we're gonna see Floyd in the octagon. Like I, I really do. And, and I felt that way even maybe against Connor. And now they're bringing in CM Punk as possibly an opponent, which, I mean, I guess would make more sense if they do bring him in here. Do you think we're gonna see Floyd? Is he really going to come in the octagon? Because I didn't believe the first fight was going to happen, and it did. And and what do you think about uh, him fighting Connor? Yeah, I, I honestly, you know, after that happened and that they they boxed and everything, I, I wouldn't be surprised at anything at this point. You know, uh, Floyd <laughs> loves attention. Floyd loves money, and if he can get either one of those, I, I'm sure he's he'd be game. Um, I, I don't think he'll fight Connor in the octagon. No, I don't think that'd be a, the best choice for him. Yeah. Um, you know, CM Punk, that kind of does make sense. You know, CM Punk's a big name, too. That, that'll draw a lot, of, a lot of buys. Yeah. And and it'll be a little bit more evenly matched. I mean, I'll tell you what, CM Punk takes him down. He's got a shot, too. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but as far as uh, Floyd and Conor, the boxing match, it, it went as I expected. You know, um, Floyd's the best to do it, you know, and probably probably the best of our era, maybe the best of all time. And, uh, you know, Conor, got to give you know, tip your cap to him for going in there and, and, and put on a line. But, uh but I think, you know, Floyd kind of, I didn't say he carried him, but, you know, he, uh, he he played smart. You know, uh, he didn't want to get hit with a big shot early on. He played smart, let, let Connor kind of tie himself out, and then took the fight over. Do you think, I mean, whether whether Floyd comes back or not, or comes in UFC, fights Connor, aside from fighting Floyd, obviously that's a money fight that could be worth potentially a billion dollars. Like, who knows? Um, do you see Connor coming back to fight in MMA? And, and, I mean, he'd have to obviously take a big pay cut to come back. Do you think he's going to come back? Um, and I don't know if he'll come back. I mean, he made a boatload of money, yeah. but Connor does love attention. He does. He seem, does seem like he likes to fight. And uh, if he if he gets that itch, you know, you can see him come back. I, you know, I, I think uh, I could see him and Nate fighting again. That that that'd probably be the most ideal matchup for him. Yeah, of course. And to change the subject a little bit more, uh, I noticed you wear an assholes is forever. <laughs> uh, you you have this tank top on, and the reason I recognize that obviously is Kirill and the Slut Whisperer. We follow him as well on Instagram. So, so what's your relationship with him? Do you do you know this guy? I mean, this dude's a savage. Do you know him, or do you just follow him and and, and just support him, I, or what? I follow him. He, he he's a Jersey guy. He lives in Jersey. I know people that kind of know him, but uh, you know, we just became friendly over over social media. But uh, yeah, he's he's a funny dude, man. I, I definitely like following his escapades and everything. But uh, I never really kicked it with him yet. That, but uh, we're gonna have to set something up soon. <laughs> that dude is a savage, man. Yeah, he's an absolute yeah, savage. He, He's a special dude, man. He definitely he knows how to have fun. Seems like <laughs> absolutely. And I want to do one more breakdown with you with, with Daniel Cormier coming up, uh, moving up to heavyweight. H how do you see this fight going? You know, uh, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of Daniel. You know, uh, and, and Stipe too. Honestly, they're they're both very very good guys and, and great fighters. Um, but I I just think Daniel can find a way, man. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he has the experience at heavyweight. He's fought guys that are that are bigger than him. You know, Barnett, um, Bigfoot Silva. You know, so he, he's used to fighting these big guys. And uh, you know, I think he has the speed and footwork and agility. And his wrestling is is about as high level as as high as the level as it can get. So uh, you know, I think Stipe has his hands full. You know, but at heavyweight too, you just never know. These guys, you know, when they hit you, man, people people fall. So yeah. Um, 
it's definitely one of the most intriguing matchups I think in the UFC can make put together. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy I'm stepping up like that. But we've seen him fight at heavyweight before. He's done really well. Undefeated. Um, and then you were at AK for a while. Like you came out to AK. When was that? I believe it was uh, 2007. 2000, yeah, 2006, 2007. Yeah. I came out a couple times, trained with Josh and, and, and those guys. Uh, guys, the place was awesome, man. Uh, always had a lot of fun. I, st- I still, uh, still, you know, keep in touch with Josh, you know, pretty regularly too. Yeah. Yeah, man, because like here lately we've been having all AK guys on because we got Luke fighting, and DC was fighting, then we had uh, Habib, so he was fighting, then Neo just happened to be yeah. here, another AK guy, so you're, you're one of the first guests in the last while that wasn't AKA, so it's good to have a little change of pace here. Um, we had a, but you had a friend that just came yeah, over, came AK Thailand. over to our gym, yeah, actually my buddy AK Mark, Thailand. Man, he said he said he said he loved it out there. He said your place is beautiful, man. I, I thank you for taking care of him, man. He uh, he definitely had a great time out there. No worries, brother, man. That, that was cool, man. And like, it's glad to hear that. I like when people come out and we get the feedback and, and he seemed really happy training out there and, uh, nice guy too. Yeah. Super nice guy. When so. are you coming out here? Yeah, man, I got to get out there, but my wife would love to come out to Thailand. I know that it's just, uh, it's just tough with the kids right now, but, uh, eventually I'm going to come out your way, man. I'll definitely hit you guys up. Well, hit me up when you come out, man, because we'll take care of you. And it's beautiful, man. It, it's a great vacation. Get some training in if you want. Um, but man, just Phuket in general is an amazing place. So we'd love to have you out there. Yeah, my buddy said it was amazing. So I would definitely take you up on that one day. All right, man. Well, I don't want to waste too much more of your time, man. I appreciate you giving us the time that you have. I know you got a big fight coming up, and I am super interested in watching this fight, man. I can't wait to see your game plan. Can't wait to see you fight. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon, buddy. Guys, thanks so much, man. I had a great time talking to you. And uh, hope to see you out in Thailand soon, brother. All right. Thank you, man. Perfect. Thanks, take man. Take care, fellas. All right. Take care. All right, so, uh, man, good conversation with Frank Yeager. So, I guess. <laughs> so, I know we got carried away. Man. I love Frank Yeager, man. And, like, he talks fast, and he gets to the point. So I didn't want so any. I know. So I didn't want any, like, lag time to be in there. So it's like I didn't want any space. So I was hoping you'd jump in. I know I, I know you had some questions, man, but, like, fuck. You didn't, was, you didn't jump in fast enough, dude. And I didn't want any space to yeah. be there where it's just like he's well, sitting I mean, there and I'm sitting there and I'm just like waiting on you. And then you're like, uh, I'm used, should to I ask the, uh, I'm used to being the third wheel. It's all right. So what did you think about the interview, though? I mean, it was great. I mean, shit, for having him on for a half hour, usually that's pretty long for him. From yeah. Some of the interviews we've seen. Um, yeah, we just saw him do 13 minutes I on mean, y'all uh, covered MMA hour. about 41 different topics, so not bad in half an hour. <laughs> dude, I was knocking y'all him off. Just... I was up all night, dude. It's like uh, it's like 8.30 in the morning here, man, and I was up till like 3, huh. 3 or 4, just, just uh, trying to get everything together and, and get this organized. But I wanted to cover all the bases, and hopefully I did. Like, hopefully I did cover them. But, uh, man, he, I'm, I'm just a big fan of Frankie's, huh. man. I, I really like him a lot, and... Uh, that's why I gave you your time. I Wait. got a little carried away there. So thank you, man. Thank you for giving my time. Cause like, <laughs> well, hey, man, look, like at the end of the day, again, I get that I'm co-host, whatever, but I'm a fan. So just y'all two talking. I mean, it's just like the people that are going to listen to this, you know I mean? They're not going to talk to people while they're listening to it, you know? So, yeah, you know, I, I made him smile once. It makes me happy. But other than that, <laughs> I didn't say shit to him. He has no idea I exist. He probably nah, yeah. this motherfucker right here. Just nah. a statue. He but knows, I don't man. know. He's real cool, man. Really nice guy. Glad we had him on. You know, that attitude that he has, man, that, that's why he has so much success, man. And it's good for him because, I mean, like I said, obviously he was upset, or he said, I guess, that he was upset that he didn't get that fight uh, for the title. But after that was over, it's like he can just close the door yeah. and move on. Some of these fighters, they just cry about it for so long, and they lead into their whole next fight just crying about the last fight. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't. He, he just... Uh, he, Professional. He, Okay, that fight's over. That sucks. Door shut. Let's move on. You know. Yeah. And the slut whisper. How funny was that? Because I, I wouldn't put him as all, of all the people out there. I wouldn't put yeah. him as the one that like was a big fan of Kiro. But Kiro's an animal. He's a family guy, you know. And Kiro is just a savage dude. Man, we got to get Kiro on here. Yeah, we got definitely. Do you think that. he knows we exist? Kiro? Yeah. I, I doubt it. I don't know. even watches MMA. Who knows? <laughs> He's too busy pouring champagne on women's tits. Yeah, is it tits or is it? Yeah, tits. Yeah, he does everything. Is it safe for this podcast to say what he so does? So we're talking about uh, slut whisper on Instagram. Yeah, hilarious. He's he's a savage man. He really is a savage. And uh, yeah, I've been getting into these like animal like. Yeah, uh, I notice. Yeah, you notice that, huh? I've been talking about that a little bit with you. We uh, we used to have a little ritual 
We'd watch some videos. Some live. We, we used to watch like accidents and like crazy shocking videos. Car wrecks. And Not like faces of death or anything, yeah, but, like, but, but like, you know, just crazy videos on like definitely World Star and little bit of live leak and stuff but like i'm like not into killing animals like i'm not a hunter i'm not against people who hunt and i'll eat and i'll eat a steak like no other so it's not oh, like i'm not i'm not there to do the carnage but i'll eat it you know so i'm not, i'm not trying to say that, that hunting is bad i just don't want to go out there and shoot an animal and yeah i hate when i see animals get hit by cars or people shoot them or kick a dog something like that yeah, we'll watch four or five humans die but we see a dog yeah. get hit by a frisbee and we lose i'll, our I'll watch a undercover brazilian cops shoot guys holding oh, up man. stores every day and dude in brazil like if you hold up a store or steal a bike or take a purse there's an undercover brazilian cop five feet away every time seems like it huh? every, every time video every time and he'll be there with like six guns like john wayne pull him out and he'll shoot you and john and wayne had six guns six shooter Ooh, yeah good well comeback yeah, yeah. yeah good comeback huh save myself on that one uh but uh either that or someone will see you and then they'll just drag you through the streets and like beat the shit out of you so it's mm -hmm. like that's great anyway that stuff doesn't bother me but Seeing animals get killed does, I'll say. Well, you keep showing me animals getting killed. But here's the thing, man. I'm getting into it. I'm turning sick, I think, in the head because I'm really into this. Like, There's a there's an Instagram channel called uh, Wildlife Video, and then there's one that's my favorite called uh, Nature is Metal. And <laughs> it's okay, I guess, if like other animals kill other animals to me. Yeah, I know, because you send them 20, 30 times a day to me. Yeah, so, I, so that... I'm really getting into that, man. I don't know if I'm getting sick or what. Like, and some, so. of them, some of them are sad, bro. I'll be honest with you. Do you, you want to go on a safari? Do you need a break? I do. I really do. I want to go on a safari, man. But it, it's kind of sick, I guess. But, like, man, I just can't stop looking at those, like, those hunts, man, with those lions, like, taking down the zebras and stuff. And I also want to say it, it is my opinion that God hates zebras. By far. And I think God hates giraffes. I think these zebras are— Zebras more. Zebras more. You can't hate a zebra more. Then, then, I mean, a zebra is in Africa in a very brown and dark terrain. And meanwhile, there's horses all over the world that would match perfectly to this terrain. But the ones that happen to be in Africa are painted white and black. <laughs> well, it's not paint, but I mean, either way, that might as well be. Yeah, they're just they they're well white and red black. bullseyes on them. How the fuck do you hide when you're a horse and you're walking around dry uh, weeds and brush? And you're painted white and black, and you're in herds of fifty other white and black horses. You can't hide. That's, it's crazy. It's dude. shitty. Yeah, I know someone's gonna say that's not a horse. That's a zebra. It's a fucking horse. It's a horse of a different it's color. A fucking horse. It's a horse that's been designed to be food, and that's it. <laughs> There's no other purpose. You may have you, pet zebras. You, you never see a circus with horses doing tricks. You never see people like riding horses at the rodeo. I'm sorry, zebras. Uh, zebras. Uh, they're designed to get killed by lions and tigers, and like. And they do, and alligators. So oh, a zebra's not, okay, so say a zebra is in a herd and it gets safe from, from lions and tigers. It has a little watering hole. It goes down to get some water. A fucking crocodile comes and eats it. Like, there's just nothing. There, there's no hope for a zebra. Um, we should get one. Do they have, like, you know, they got the little short, what are they called, the miniature ponies? They have miniature yeah. zebras? Yeah, the, well, that's a, that's sad to me because like sometimes like here recently I looked at uh, Nature's Metal and it had this lion chasing this the zebra and, and it was going fast and there was a herd of them right so you couldn't see what it was chasing yet and then it finally caught up to it and it was this little bitty zebra dude it was the cutest little like and it was just running man it was just like ah come on man of, of all these all this like big food you know, around me like all these big you know zebras why are you chasing me it's a little zebra it was a little baby and it got it Could man you I was break like, a zebra. Ugh. I don't know. That, that goes into another podcast. Yeah. I don't know how it hard it breaks horses. So I don't know how hard a zebra is to break, but and it's zebra, not zebra, for those people watching. And and a zebra, I'll say a zebra. Like they're surprised. They're genuinely surprised when they get killed. Like every time I see a zebra getting killed, I mean it's white and black. I mean it shouldn't be that big of a surprise when 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 a, a, a lion jumps on top what of it. What terrain would a zebra be safe in? I mean, at night in in Antarctica? a cartoon, <laughs> it, nothing in the real world. I mean, if, as far as like if there's predators around, where? I mean, yeah, exactly, Antarctica maybe. Um, but the thing is, is like every time I see a zebra getting killed, they're shocked. I mean, every time you see a face of a zebra when the lions are attacking it, it's just got this look in its face like it got me. How is this possible? Yeah, you know, like it's shocked. But I will say this: <laughs> it's probably I'm, every animal. I'm, I'm getting excited now, nah, but but like a, a poor giraffe, dude. They have no chance. 
I mean, you could be you could be laying down with with with, with your lion buddies and like you can see a <laughs> lying down with your lion buddies. Yeah, and you can see a giraffe like two miles away. That's I mean, this thing is like neck. so tall, right? And then you're just like, all right, let's go get this thing, guys. Seriously, its legs are like this skinny. So like to to get them down, they have they, zero defense except for nothing. Hitting them with the they can fight each other like champs with their necks. I mean, I've seen z uh, giraffe fights. Is that two giraffes fighting? It's two, yeah, it's two giraffes fighting. Sweet Jesus. Buddy, they can they can nail each other's necks and body with their head, man. They're savage. But when it comes to like three lions, there's nothing they can do, bro. I mean, the lion's like, boop, trips the leg, and he's just like, plop. <laughs> and he falls. And, and you know what I've noticed is like a zebra's never, I mean, a giraffe is never surprised. He just falls down. He's like, eh. Do you I mean, study their faces? He when got me. Killed? I just try not to because it's sad to me, dude, to what see how, like, because I don't like when they start yelling and screaming. Like, like little pigs, they're the worst, dude. Jeez. They squeal, dude. They, they've, they, oh, they don't like getting killed. I so mean, is, not that So is Animal Planet your new Spice channel? Not that anything does. I don't know, man, but I'm just saying that the, the giraffes, man, yeah, they don't have a chance, dude. How do they we, don't, what is this, the Discovery Channel podcast? Or what, I don't know, what man. What to you? We took a turn here, but. How, we just had Frankie Edgar on, and you want to talk about well, we started talking about Slut Whisperer, and then... You know, oh, yeah, I guess that's how we Then it turned into Instagram. Instagram, that's what it is. We and, have an Instagram, and, don't we? And it had to just turn it into uh, what I was interested in lately, and uh, <laughs> I'm helping these guys get some followers, because, man, it's, it's, it is really interesting, dude. This is why people go on safaris. We watched this one the other day, and this little kid was, like, all excited. Yeah. These lions were chasing this little bitty Five. pig. And this pig was running for its life, and it was almost getting away. And this little bitty kid, you could hear him on the side. He was like, come on, come on, come on. And the lion killed the, or grabbed the, the pig and threw it down, and the kid couldn't have been more excited. It was like he was at a baseball game. He was so happy to see that little pig go down. I mean, that pig was obviously not I'm happy. I'm 90% sure we're not going to get sponsored by PETA anytime soon after this podcast. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm going to go kill animals. I'm, I'm totally against hunting, just for the record. I'm not going to hunt ever. But I think hunting is weak, man. You sit in a little stand there's a lot of people that hunt so i don't want to like lose all those people and, and yeah, them on, get man, mad at us but i'm, I'm not saying this because in... i'm being fake i'm saying this to be real i don't have anything against people who hunt i can't i can't be a hypocrite here because i do eat meat you know and and if i say hunting's wrong you can't kill animals they're gonna say well you know all these steaks you eat cows are held in horrible conditions and they get killed well, i that get doesn't it. make you i get it but i didn't kill them you know yeah, what i mean exactly i didn't go out there but if i go out there and i hunt tomorrow and I shoot an animal, that animal that I shot, it would have lived. And maybe the ones at the store died. But, <laughs> maybe but, they but died. But the, the, the one that's the drinking the water right now with his little baby or whatever, and it's like, you're going to go home and have a nice sleep and, and, and live for maybe yeah, another five years, that animal's going to die because of me. And I don't need to eat that exactly. animal. I it's can like go to the store. Hey, I like a blanket on a cold night, but I'm not going to crochet one, you know? Well, there you go. I'd rather just go buy one. And like hunting, like hunting to me, man, sitting, like I said, up in a, a blind. 20 feet up in the air, covered in deer piss with a 2,000 <laughs> Jesus, how, how serious do hunters take it sometimes? Jesus. They have bow and arrows. and like, like Joe Rogan's good at this hunting. So I, I, I don't want to piss Joe Rogan off, dude. Nah. He's the king, dude. See, now, bow and arrow's different. He can strike down upon us and just end our podcast anytime. But he's like real big into hunting, dude. Yeah, and like I, I'll still watch a lot of his stuff, even though I'm against hunting myself. It's interesting, him, him and some of the guys he hunts with. But he does it with the bow, which I'll say I'll give a lot more credit to. Oh, yeah. Then. That's a lot more... That's a lot more uh, technical and a little more difficult than going in with Way like more. a bazooka and shooting a fucking elephant a bazooka to an elephant well i'm just saying these guys that go to africa dude they shoot like lions why why, why shoot a lion you know so they can put it on their wall but man it's ridiculous yeah no i'm not a big fan of that either but yeah but i, will I love lions so. cow you know you're not lying you just, i'm not you lying redo the joke we just did four minutes ago i didn't i no, i said i said i like lions i don't i don't want to kill a lion wow but i'll, I'll sit and watch them kill everything else yeah, on instagram yeah. for like two hours a day um, but yeah, man, good podcast with, uh, Frankie Yeager. Sorry, we got off topic here. Hopefully we didn't lose everybody. Nah. We're giving us some good information about Instagram. So that's cool. And, uh, follow us guys and subscribe. Uh, we're on all the audio platforms and YouTube. Please subscribe guys. We're growing fast, man. I didn't realize how fast someone said, man, you guys got a really good podcast. It's like one of the best ones out there. And we don't, we never set out to be the best podcast or anything like that. We're just having fun. We just but man, to be. we are really growing fast. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see people excited about our podcast and our new guests and yeah. whatever dumb stuff we talk about. People listen to us for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we still we, haven't got any cheese it sent to us, though. So, <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, so thank you guys. And if you've watched this far, please subscribe, guys. We've got a lot more guests coming up. We're going to start doing a lot more shorter videos as well. So we can try to get a video out a day um, or every other day, even if it's just like uh, our thoughts on, on breaking news or, or whatever else, instead of waiting and just doing these podcasts and main you know, big shows. I would guess. Because I think the more we put out, the better. And it's fun for us, man. This is this is like relaxing for me to come in here and do this every mm -hmm. day. And, you know, we have a couple hours for sure. So so why not do it, Just right? let's not do it at 6 a.m. anymore. Yeah. But we got to go with our schedule uh, guest. And yeah, well, of course. Yeah, Frank yeah. Yeager says 6 a.m. Yeah. For him, it's best, man. We got to do it. He's getting ready for a fight. And, man, it's only a couple of weeks away. So for him to take the time out and come in here and give us that time, that's amazing. Do uh, your prediction on his fight. I say... Uh, Edgar TKO third round. I don't, man. I really don't. I, I know I, my prediction is Frankie's going to win this fight for sure. I think he's overall the better fighter. He's a more experienced fighter. He's good at everything, and he's gonna. He's smart, man. And he he didn't get into his game plan. He's got a good game plan against this kid, and and he's a super smart fighter, man. He's fast. He's got great takedowns. I think he's gonna play a smart fight. And he's gonna go a little bit. I mean, I, I think it, it's. I, if I had to give a prediction, I'd say decision to Frankie. Um, he might get the finish. He might get a nice, uh, a, a nice finish or stoppage or something. It will definitely be the fight of the night. It's going to be an amazing fight. Yeah. Because, dude, uh, Ortega's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, he's not a guy you punch one time and he falls he's down. He's undefeated. So. I mean, th this dude will walk right through your punches and not even care. And if he gets a hold of your neck, forget about it. I mean, we saw a couple Like a lion to a zebra? Absolutely, we'll dude. He, he's savage, dude. So... Yeah, my prediction is I'm, I'll go with Frankie Yeager for sure, hands down. Uh, he might get the finish, but I'm going to go ahead and say Frankie Yeager by decision. And it's going to be an amazing fight. And we're going to see why Frankie Yeager's Frankie Yeager in this fight. Because this is a fucking tough test. It's a tall order fighting this guy. So then whoever's closest, put a stake on it? You said two? Third round. round. You said third round TKO? Yeah. yeah so basically, second or third round if he wins. If he goes decision, you win. Yeah, stakes in Thailand are hard to come by a real yeah. good one. So they're... They're a, a costly and, and worthwhile bet for us. Yeah, the cows here are really much, good. Cows are pretty much anorexic here. Yeah, we don't eat the Thai cows. No. We get the shipped in Australian cows. Which I don't get it. There's so much shit for them to eat here. Why are they so thin? And I don't know. Well, look at me. You, first of all, you don't see that many cows. We and used they, to. And when you do, they're pretty skinny, yeah. yeah. But cool, guys. Subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, we're getting a lot of you guys subscribing now, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, we're at almost, we're over 4,000 right now and when we get to 50,000. We're not, we're not lying about this, man. Mark's going to fight. He's going to take a Muay Thai fight and I can't wait, buddy. I cannot wait to you I fight. Can. I can't wait to your camp starts. We're going to do like a little mini camp. We're going to do a little mini cast, get you in here every day when you're exhausted. You're going to feel what it's like, buddy, to come in here and be exhausted and tired. I don't think most people start fighting at 40. So you are, that's, what's going to make this so <sighs> interesting. You're going to fight a Muay Thai fight in a Muay Thai stadium in Thailand at 40 years old, and you've never been in a fight, and it's, it's going to be epic. Can I rep AKA? Yeah, of course, dude. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I can. It's just the shirt's going to have to say O and O on it. It will. We're going to print it on there just so people know you're not like that. I'll put on Our star athlete day. going like out there. Concert shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead of one zero on the back like a jersey, it's going to be O and O. You kicked the shit on me one time. Yeah, we discussed that already. Yeah, we discussed that already. But cool, guys. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, listening. If you're on the audio platforms, if you're on the audio platforms, definitely come back and, and check out the YouTube because uh, all of our guests, like Frank Yeager and everybody that we have on the show and have had on the show, is Skype in. We do not do phone calls. Um, which you know, he, Frankie didn't even do a Skype in for uh, the MMA hour. Uh, Hawani. Yeah, and sometimes it's cool to see people's reaction. You want to you want to get a feel of when I'm talking to somebody. It's not the same if I'm talking on the phone than if I'm talking to them and I'm seeing the expressions in their face. Yeah, exactly. You can see that confidence. You can see that's that why they invented Skype personality. And Absolutely, man. So that's what you get with us, and that's why this show is primarily for YouTube. Um, we obviously get a lot more listens on iTunes and SoundCloud or all the other platforms, but you know our uh, our next guest is an in studio one, so that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I don't want to say anything yet because yeah. everything changes. But I, mean, I like the we get new ones. potential guests all the time, and like any, anyone could jump ahead of somebody else. So, but yeah, we got some really good guests coming up, and it's gonna be really good. So we will wrap the show up now because uh, we have a bad problem of wrapping the show up, and we never seem to Fuck. do it. All right. So thanks for watching, guys. Really appreciate it. And please subscribe. Click the button. After we get done with this video right now, it's going to go to a screen. There's going to be a round circle. It's going to say the Real Quick of Mike's Quick Podcast. Subscribe. Click it.
subscribe. Basketball and, court coming soon. And we'll thank you. And yeah, d- a basketball court's coming to AK time. We're going to do some really cool shit with that. And new well. shirts with the We got to wrap the, the show logo. up. All right, all right, all right. right. I get excited, up. man. We never wrap the show up, dude. We're the worst at this. I never wrap it up. Everybody's like, okay, you've already had Frankie. You've talked about your fucking zebras being the worst animals for fucking surviving. What are you going to summarize the whole show there, not cliff notes? Why don't you just end it? <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> all right, you guys. You thought we were done. We never wrap up shows good. So I'm going to give a big shout out to the Underground Forum. You guys have been helping us out. A lot of support. A lot of feedback. Thank you guys so much. This little uh, extra bonus segment of thankfulness is for you guys. Thank you. Thanks.